so this is called the sausage hut, right? Yeah. So uh, this is the toad coming from the southwest. I want to thank all the listeners of the Sausage Hut for putting up with us for a little while. Uh, we'll try to talk about some football, but some other stuff might sneak in, and I'll pass it along to my friend the monkey. You took a trip out west. You found yourself in the middle of Mau Mau trees and Joshua trees and high deserts and low deserts and all kinds of things. And you... Yeah, I think we can put the U2 versus Metallica contest on hold for one evening. <laughs> no way. That's a bad... That's an ever-long battle. Anyway, you're the sausage hut. Woo! Okay. You know what? That's what we need. It is. It's truly. I will send you this new band that I've been listening to called Man or Astro Man. Oh man, that's an old band. I used to see them at uh, the Star Bar all the time. Shit, dude! You listen to it. It's surf punk. But it's not distorted. They they were the best yeah, show to go see at the Star Bar way, way back when. They would like they're like Devo. They had like spaceman co- costumes oh, yeah, on and stuff, and they had like TV monitors on the stage. And you know, you're talking about the Star Bar, which is like this tiny little you know sort of divey place. And they've got all their sort of sci-fi stuff strewn around the stage. And oh, they were the best. thing is I think they were from Oxford, Mississippi, which is kind of an odd that's even uh, sort of an odd location for something like that to be coming out of. But Go anyway, Rebels. Yeah, they were Ole one Miss. of my favorites. Yeah. They're heavy metal we're good stuff. They're heavy metal surf music. Dude, they're funny. I don't know 80s. if I call them heavy they're metal. The eighties they're from the eighties surf movement and they they kind of play like a space. It's kind of experimental space. stuff, you know. Yeah, well, it it's way experimental, but it, but it's it's sure it's got that same base. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, I like Black Rebel Motorcycle Club too. They're very they got that sound kind of. I saw Black Rebel anyway, Motorcycle Club. Yeah, there's no rules here in the Sausage Hut. There's a, Other than the, the short guidelines and the 16-page uh, waiver that you have to sign before you come in. But uh, f- for introduction's sake, <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yet, Sausage Hut fans, you're right. The captain is back in the Sausage Hut. After being on the legendary U2 show podcast that all of America loved, live on location. That was a great day. That was a great day. Great podcast. It was a great time. You're a great man. You're a great man, Captain. On like a river. So, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back into the Sausage Hut, Captain. I heard that podcast, and it was excellent. Good. And joining us. And joining us, yes, the Mish was in full effect. He was he was running the show. We were in his part of the country. It's too bad he's not dialed in tonight. The the invitation was given to Mishy. The invitation was given to the Veggie Assassin. They're both opting out. But uh, and well, it's only a week till the draft, so you know he's busy. Right. Well, he has more than more than a Uh chance. Don't want to get on here. He's all scared that you'll say too much and go find too much out about what he's trying. He doesn't want to play his cards. Why would we listen to him anyway? (laughs) And they're going to listen to us. Trust me. Trust me. Hex and him are going to listen to us and won't get in on this call because they're they don't want to give anything up. I know both those dudes. I know. I guarantee you. 
That's why well, I'm going to be a on. fountain of misinformation anyway. Today. Yeah, it's all, subster- all subterfuge. Yeah. Oh. It's all smoke and mirrors. So what we're doing here, and thanks, and welcome to uh, Sausage Hut newcomer and reigning fantasy football league champion, the evil devil toad from the Western Abandon. He's uh, going well, into... Thank you very much. Yes, it's thanks for being here. It's an honor to be here. here in the Sausage Hut, I have to say. I appreciate it. And I appreciate as, that. As much as the, much as the monkey will, will be talking about his previous championship, <laughs> it's good to know that someone else has finally stepped onto the throne. That's true. I checked that stuff to make fun with you guys, to poke at you guys. Oh. Well, it wasn't fun. I'm the heel. It wasn't funny and it was hurtful. You're you're saying well, you're. All the listeners out there know that the three men in this room right now are the only ones that's been in the finals of our fantasy football league in the last three years. So you're yeah. getting the creme de la creme of a very dubious punch. That's true. Because <laughs> you beat no, me, Cody, two years ago. <laughs> so this is your official sausage hut fantasy football roundtable preview draft um subterfuge mistrust don't believe any word you hear about anything going into the I fantasy football draft that's so, not true <laughs> gotta believe a little bit that we say you're right so the, to break it down for you the three I'm of not gonna, i mean you guys know what i'm gonna do you know what's happening. I'm not going to believe a word you say. Yeah, you're going to find the find the quarterback that you just hop on his back and ride him all the way into the first round of the playoffs. That's what you do. Well, don't forget he's going to make the hideous no. trade with the clueless person in the league. Too. <laughs> That's the most important part of the monkey's formula. Yeah. Find the weak link and and make a bad trade with him. Oh, that's so wrong. Either that, either that, or wait for the guy to drop Cam Newton in the middle of his MVP season and pick him up. Oh, that was the pickup of the decade. <laughs> that was the drop of the decade. I'll say that. Oh yeah, then he crossed the bell later. You got him. Yeah, but at least he was out for the season that year. He wasn't actually leading his team to the Super Bowl at the time. I don't give a shit. You don't drop Levy on Bell. I agree. I agree. That's, 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 that's apples and oranges. Uh, anyways, Terry's uh, a topic. Let me on Bell. All right. He ain't, he ain't practiced. He ain't been at camp at all. He says he's going to show up next Monday for the first week of practice. He's going to walk out there and just be Levy on Bell. I don't know. Are you calling him your bust of the season? I'm not, I'm not uh, yeah, no, that's got that's I, got ripped hamstring all written all over it. Ripped okay. hamstring. That's, oh, a, that's got ripped that. hamstring written all over it. He comes out. He hasn't practiced hard oh, for the last month. No. Comes out, kicks it into gear. Rip. See you in six to seven weeks. Okay, I won't rule out that possibility, but I sure as hell hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, every running back in the NFL has hamstrings. You never know. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> That's where, well, well, no, he's ACL. He's going to, I just don't see him coming out lighting it up like the first three, four weeks. I'd be surprised. Well, you'll also. won't be any Ezekiel Elliott the first few weeks, but he'll probably do all right. You think that suspension's going to get any change at all? I don't know. Have they ever backed off on a suspension ever? What's that? They, they might have at one time, but after the Brady precedent, I don't, I don't know if they're going to. I mean, they're sort of trying to make this into a, an example case. So if they back down, they've kind of got even more explaining to do. It's like they, they, they suspended him, but then they'd have to defend why they. You don't think they're already having to defend suspending him. Well, it's six, and I guess a lot of people think it'll, it'll go down to four. But if they do that, then they're going to have to defend their decision to reduce it. So, I mean, that's just more defending for them to do. I, I don't know. I don't see it happening. Do you, do you, do you think, um, guy? do you have to uh, file your, um, 
appeal to the same people that brought down like does Goodell hear appeals as well as swing the sword? He does, but he does, but he gave it to a, he gave it to a, uh, uh, someone to listen to a, a arbitrator. Just listen to appeals, but he handed this off to an arbitrator. An arbitrator. And the, the thing that Toad said the other day about the the fact that, that the arbitrator said, "Well, this won't be allowed. This won't be allowed." We're too big to sign. Right. That. Yeah. They've already thrown well, out a couple of attempts to sort of mitigate it. Now, the the thing that could happen is that Gary could go, okay, we're taking it to court. The suspension would be, you know, delayed because, like, just like Brady, the whole thing. If Brady, if Ezekiel and Jerry Jones say, well, we don't agree with that, we're going to take it to court, then it's basically put off. Now, would they put it off to the next season like they did with Brady? Or would they try to go ahead in the middle of the season and make it go through and then, like, he's suspended for the six games leading up to the playoffs? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the, the parts of the case, you can sort of draw comparisons to Brady, but at the same time, it's very different with this, with the league trying to come down on domestic violence and all that. It's, a, it's an entirely different sort of. That's a whole other thing, man. The, 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 the players' agreement that they, they signed, the, the guy that was, is the representative for the players' association should be hung. He let those yeah. guys basically sign their, their right their, their rights away. Yeah, and the NFL Players Association hasn't done their, their people well, I mean, many favors. They, they let, I mean, Jeez, I mean, they screwed up big time. But, anyways, we're talking about fantasy football. Would you, if you had a GQL, and, I mean, I'm talking to the two of you that have no no cowboy love at all, but if you had him as a player, would you keep him? So, so you have him, right? He's your keeper. Of course you keep him. Because if you don't keep him, I'm going to take him and rub your face into it when I have him in the second half of the season. (laughs) You could have had him. You could have kept him from having him. Yeah, and it just makes me, you know, and I tell you what, New England, Boston fans are just, you guys don't deserve any of the success that you guys Careful, found in the man. last 15 Careful. years. I mean, you suffered we, as long as Cleveland fans our, did. We've earned our victories just as much as Cleveland will someday earn theirs. Oh man, but. five Super Bowls, you totally don't deserve any of those super I mean the Tom Brady does, <laughs> but deserves got nothing to do with it. <laughs> There's no I know. You think do you think Edelman going down to hurt them? Uh, nah. well I've been thinking about that obviously for the last few days. And uh you know, I want I think at first maybe Brady I mean, you know, you're talking about a receiver that's he's caught, you know, in the top five receptions the last, you know, five or so years. He's Brady's security blanket. I mean, obviously, you got to imagine there's some kind of adjustment there. But with the addition of Cooks um, in the offseason, and you've got players like Hogan and Edelman, I mean, and uh, Amendola, I mean, there shouldn't, there's no reason that, that Brady, and, you know, we're talking about a guy, that, a quarterback that's so composed that, I mean, he spreads the ball around at will. So, where, where there might be some kind of adjustment period, I can't imagine that he can't overcome that. You know, after a few games, it doesn't matter with Tommy. It doesn't matter with Tommy. There's a there's a line of white guys from Foxborough to Braintree just lining up to have Tommy throw him the ball for third and five, first down, first down, Pats. Well, geez, Gronk isn't even drinking now. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's bad. Who knows? But uh, He'll be drinking by Gronk's November 1st. Good. I think I think the biggest beneficiary, beneficiary, obviously, is Cooks. I mean, how big is that signing now? I mean, it's huge. Probably it could have saved the Patriots season. Uh, he's going to be a big, big contributor now. And I think uh, Hogan also is going to be picking up a lot of those receptions. And he's actually sort of a sleeper for me. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about him now, obviously, because of the 
Hogan going bad. But uh, yeah, Hogan. See, he's got some size. He's a good red zone target. After Gronkowski, he's probably going to be the best red zone target in that receiving core. Dwayne Allen's the next one. Yeah, well, Dwayne Allen's definitely someone to watch. The the person that that actually fills the Edelman Edelman role uh, the most is Danny Amendola. I mean, he's a full-on little slot receiver. Between the 20s, 20s, yeah. But when you're talking in the red zone, I got to say that that those two tight ends will steal all. And then James White with little... Yep, James White. That, well, they're already talking about playing him out of a slot sometimes. So there's going to be plenty of receiving options for for Brady. It's just a matter of, of getting used to him. Um, so, I mean, the depth for the Patriots to overcome the Edelman injury is there. So we'll just have to play. Brady numbers, four years old. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be there. I think I think he's going to be – he'll still be a top – Top five quarterback, easy. I can't not, believe I got rid of him a couple know. years ago. I, I was, he was my quarterback forever. I mean, I was not had. Didn't you, have you, good been, you probably would have, you probably would have won three years in a row if you, <laughs> if you had him. With <laughs> yeah, since I couldn't have Peyton Sykes, I couldn't ride Peyton Manning's balls all the way to the championship year after year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning's balls that I took in the fourth <laughs> round because no one would take it off the neck surgery except me. I want to hear it. You guys all had the opportunity to take his ass. I didn't want that bastard. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> no one had to take him. He was playing right up the road in Denver. I was going to get to see him, so figured I might be looking around and, and seeing if they can get him back right now. What? They might be. I Denver's wonder if the quarterback situation isn't so good right now. The Austin Pfeffer uh, needs a place to go, apparently. He, did, he didn't even make a appearance in the game Saturday. Well, they so Kaiser's been officially they named the starter in Cleveland, right? I guess. I think he has. I think the coach came out. Was, it might have even been today. I think I saw. Oh. Uh, he's, he's the starter for week one. Unbelievable. But yeah. not unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I'm ready I'm for it. Very the other day. It's like... Uh, hmm? Yeah, he didn't look he didn't that good. He had a very good game against the, 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 the starter. He started the other night, played first three quarters, right? He was 6 uh, for 18 for something like 90 yards. I think he played the first series he of the second quarter. Yeah, he didn't do so well against those guys, right? Uh, no, he wasn't looking that good last night or yeah. Saturday. I guess the big fantasy-relevant player in Cleveland is Crowell. What are your thoughts on, on him this year? Um, well, I, I, I like, um, it's, it's almost September and we're undefeated. Like every year we're undefeated at this time of the year. So I'm optimistic about what could happen. So I'll, I'll wait until this time in September a month from now when it's so over wait with till September 15th to weigh in on that. Is that when we play, do we play Who's New England? Opponent? The Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> play the Steelers first? They play the Steelers on Monday Night Football. No, right? no. One o'clock. Every regular season game that the Browns have this year is 1, 1 p.m. except the, when they go to um, London, and then it's 9 a.m. <laughs> they're, they're playing Sunday afternoons, and that's it, which is pretty funny. <laughs> so, yes. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to get the football package this year. I've had it for the last few years, and it just keeps getting more and more expensive. And oh, it's Walter. I wonder. Well, if that's the way to watch your team, I don't even know if you have a choice. But if you had a choice, yeah. You know. Well, but you know, being a, a Pats fan, a lot of the team, a lot of the games get national coverage. So I don't always feel like I'm getting the full value. I mean, I do like to watch other games. Definitely, don't get me wrong. Um, I'll sit there saying I'll watch whatever horrific matchup has some guy that's on my team, but yeah, I just don't know if I need, I know I will. I know. I don't, I don't even know why I need enough. I know I'm going to kick the last minute, but <laughs> a fantasy of calling direct TV and like, <laughs> you know, trying to leverage them into a better deal. I'm going to leave them. Yeah. 
They're on my list for angry letters. It's a long list, and there's so many people I have. Take the take the win. I mean, there was never any danger of, of McGregor actually winning that fight. I don't know. I mean, I, I just wonder if boxing, I think, might have taken an even further step into its coffin with that. I mean, uh, the, talking about six fights, fights that someone on will, will put boxing right back on No, that. but see, Mayweather's retiring. So now, I mean, it's legitimately, their biggest draw now is an MMA fighter. Boxing's biggest draw is an MMA fighter. How How long will it be? Before the biggest fight in boxing is between two MMA fighters. That's not I mean, true. Canelo Alvarez is a way bigger draw than, than Conor McGregor. Be bold. Hey, Canelo, be bold. Be bold, Canelo. Be bold. Big fighter, man. Really good. He's fighting. The guy he's fighting is way, way good. The Russian he's fighting is. telling you. That'll be a war. That'll be like Hagler and Hearns was. You got two guys. Oh, no, man. They're one nail away. Boxing's one nail away from being done. Oh, it's not true. You don't watch enough of it. I watch it every almost every weekend. Where? On what? On, uh, Showtime or HBO. Really? I watch it. I watch it at least two two weekends a, uh, a month. I could pretty much tell you all the the top five pound pound fighters. The the fight, the best fight that Andre Ward Kovalev rematch that was back what in June, the, the June or July was an excellent fight. Excellent fight. Uh, the the uh, Klitschko um, and the the new kid, the new heavyweight kid from England. That fight was uh, Anthony Joshua. That that fight was awesome. That was an awesome fight. There's a lot of really you know, good the young diehards aren't going to keep something alive. I mean, I'm a diehard baseball fan, but I'm I'm not going to keep baseball alive. I mean, it's fading. I mean, that's all there is to it. Well, it's the I casual fan. I enjoy boxing. I box. I'm not trying to convert them, but I enjoy it. It's just it's not dead. I mean, there's some really really good fighters right now. Are people going to watch yeah, these fights? Not not just because there's not a U.S. heavyweight champion. Or a, a huge U.S. You know, I mean, Floyd Mayweather is a joke. I mean, he fought the early part. His first twenty-five fights are, are the real thing, but then the 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 last twenty-five fights are so many setup fights that he fought guys at the perfect time for him to fight them. They were all either over the hill or too young. When he fought Canelo Alvarez. He was way too young to fight him. He wasn't experienced enough, and he made him come way down and wait to do it. And it's like, I mean, he fought De La Hoya when he was way past his spot. You know, most of the guys in, in the whole last de- decade, he hasn't really fought a challenging fight. Pacquiao fight should have been, but Pacquiao was hurt. He didn't. Who he made oh. so much money. I can't believe how much money that dude made. I mean, he made one in one, more in one night than anybody had to have made in one night ever. Boy Mayweather. Mm-hmm. He's the highest paid athlete in the world. That's and crazy. Ours, when he steps in, in to perform in the ring, he gets paid more money than Alex Rodriguez did to play in baseball the whole year by like double. And how much do your soccer players make? Ronaldo and uh, uh, Messi. Ronaldo Nehemiah? Yeah, I don't even understand those contracts. I don't know how those contracts work out, to be honest. Uh, well, well I mean, Neymar just got like, they paid a 200 million the other night, right? Yeah, Na- uh, Paris Saint Germain had to pay a, a fee of $225 million to Barcelona to get Neymar. Right. I mean, but that's bigger than anything. They players times from two. each other, so I don't know how that even works. But, but anyway, it's Weird. really ridiculously yeah. high. You know, it's a. An amazing amount of money, and good for him for you know. But doing I mean, Mayweather got paid over a hundred million dollars for that fight the other night. Yeah, hundred million. <laughs> well, he could, he probably made over two hundred million. I mean, I think McGregor probably cleared at least a million. I mean, 
He's the second most paid athlete. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what I'm saying. What? I don't know. I think the, the next big bout's going to be two MMA fighters boxing. You know, that's what MMA will just start. It'll Boxing will become like a little sort of offshoot of MMA. They'll just have their guys do boxing sometimes, you know. That'll be the end. Of put them on the same card. Put them on a card with MMA. You know, get them in the UFC. Why not? On yeah, the undercard. exactly. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll have the opt- octagon, but they'll say this bout is just boxing. There's no grappling. Yeah, you you know. Know. That's, no. You're, you're breaking <laughs> all. No. That's not how it'll go. The boxing will always be there as it is. I mean, it's. it's I mean, I like the, the the greatest thing about what happened the other night, that Mayweather fight, is there were thousands of empty seats there in Vegas. That there. tells you how the, the true boxing fans didn't go and show up. Because if it was as big as they made it out to be, that place would have been way sold out. Yeah, what I heard that. There was, there was like something like 3,000 seats empty. But weren't they like a, a eighty thousand a dollars a piece or something like that? Where <laughs> they were ridiculously expensive. What, tickets? No tickets were still at face value if they didn't sell out. You could walk up to the box office and buy a ticket. You could stand up at the top for like a hundred twenty five two hundred bucks. Huh. Hey, come on, that's that. No, that's not bad. I mean, if you're you're, you're building it up like it's a fucking Super Bowl or something, Super Bowl ticket just to get in the door is twenty five hundred dollars. I mean, you know, you well, that's another crazy out. thing. I'd rather watch the Super Bowl on TV. Well, $1,000 to go. Cowboys go again, I'm gone. I'm there. I should have gone to the last one. I had Yeah, you don't have anything to worry about there, kiddo. <laughs> they're going to go in the next, Cowboys, they're they're go in the next five well. years. Oh, now, we're, now it's a five year. <laughs> It's a five-year plan now. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So, 10, 10 to win two. Ten-year plan. The win two and ten. The win at least one and five. I don't know. Good. Good. That, that's if Elliot doesn't get banned for life. Easy. Well, doesn't matter even if, they did, if he did. They're going anyway. They can win without him. Oh, Albert Morris is averaging seven point seven yards a carry right now in the oh, replay that Darren I'm watching. Six. They're going to be running the football. The offensive line in the game, man. You guys are losing it. The the ninth best. Wasn't it the ninth best offensive line in the game? According to that, that guy, <laughs> ninth. That guy should be strung up. Should be allowed to write another thing. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we got off topic a little bit. But eh, we're back on football. Sports. We're back. All right, so let's just dive right in and talk about quarterbacks on your fantasy football team. Okay, if you want to stud at Aaron Rodgers. If to me, if you're going to jump, if you're going to keep a guy or you're going to jump in the first three rounds for a quarterback, that's the only one to do. McCarthy's got to stay out of it. Let Rodgers do his thing, you know. And I think they made, I think they made improvements on defense. If they're healthy on defense, their defense can be good enough to where they can hold teams to 21, 24 points. And most weeks, the Packers are going to score more than 24 points. That's the way yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, and they still can't run the ball. 50's a lot, though. 50's a lot. What's That's the What's the record? Thrown out lightly. Record Record. Peyton, uh, a few years back it was what 54. He beat Brady's 52, right? Jeez. I don't know. Brady's was 52 the year the 2007. The Randy Moss year. 25 to Randy Moss, right? Yeah, yeah. 25 to Randy Moss, and that, both of those are records. 
And then Peyton broke it the, the big year that they went to the Super Bowl and all. And then the Seattle shut him down. Uh, well, if you're the Packers, you got to hope Jordy Nelson stays healthy. That's one of the big things. Well, if you're the Toads, you got to hope Jordy Nelson stays healthy too. This is, a, this is an off year, though. He had he's always on on one year, off the next, on one year, off the next. <laughs> Wasn't he hurt all last well, year? Two years ago, no, last year he was king of the world. He was one of my stalwarts. He did receptions, right? Um, I don't know if it was receptions, but, I mean, he caught, like, 16 touchdowns or something, or 15 touchdowns. Oh, that's what I said, TD receptions. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, he's Rodgers' red zone buddy. I mean, there's no question of that. That's what makes him so valuable, even though he's lost the step. I think Martellus Bennett's going to make them really good. I think he's perfect for – they've always had a trouble. They've had trouble, like – Inside the five yard line, getting him as they can't run. I'm talking about yeah, I, was, I was thinking about that. Though. I mean, I think he's a good option for Rodgers, but if I, I don't know, and if I had Rodgers, maybe I'd take Bennett. But Bennett just standing alone. There's so many other receivers in that offense that I don't know if I trust him to get enough volume to be, you know, one of the top he's tight ends. I mean, yardage, but he'll put up touchdowns. He'll get like yardage yeah. of like like three, four receptions, 40, 50 yards, and a touchdown. If you I mean, there's just that, a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. Yeah, well, kind of like the Patriots' offense in a way. Although the Patriots don't have a, I mean, I guess Gronk is sort of the Jordy Nelson of of the Patriots, but they they spread it around a lot. You know, you got if Cobb has a big year, who's gonna Who's going to lose out on that? Is, is Nelson going to, going to drop in value? Is it going to take away from Bennett or Adams? I mean, you know, any one of those guys steps up and has a big year, someone else is going to suffer because of it. Well, there's one team. <laughs> who's going to be your rookie? Who's your rookie of the year? Uh, Looking forward here. Who's going to be the top rookies? That's probably a better question for the monkey. He, he researches this stuff more than I do. Yeah, then I'm going to give away my guy. <laughs> give him away, man. <laughs> or, or, or throw someone else up just just as a smoke screen. Uh, no, there's, there's several really good players. It's going to be more about opportunity, you know. Who gets yeah, to play? yeah, there's so many committees. Who, who gets to play the most? Like, the thing is, this daddy, Joe Mixon's really good, and I think by the end of the year, he'll be like, you're going to have to you're gonna have to put up with, like, six, seven weeks of disappointment because he's not going to get to play enough. But then right. about week eight, well, nine. He'll, he'll hurt his ankle. Right? I mean, who knows if he even starts the, the year. So, I mean, Mixon hmm. might already have kind of a clear path. Who hurt their ankle? Uh, Hill. Hill had to leave the last game with a, a bad a bum ankle. I don't know if it's serious or not. But, uh, well, then he got so, I mean, hard, though, too. Yeah, yeah, he's there, too. I mean, that was already a mess without even adding Mixon into it. I mean, that was a situation that I didn't want a part of to begin well, with, and now you've got a third guy in there. He's going to be really good. I mean, is that guy... Yeah, no no uh, question. I've seen him. He looks good. He looks yeah, good he's not got last He's got speed. He can catch the ball. Dalvin Cook to Minnesota is the same way. It's just the thing about him is Minnesota's offensive line is just awful, man. I mean, you watch any of that game last night. Ken Bradford's like just... I mean, Bradford ain't going to make it through eight games. I mean, not without hmm. offensive line. Biggest thing I, I saw in I was telling the uh, I was telling the Reggie Butcher last night. The biggest thing I see in all these these preseason games is there's only a handful of teams that have decent offensive line, 
And the difference in watching the teams with decent offensive lines, the good offensive lines play compared to everybody else, it's just they execute so much better. I mean, everything's just much more crisp. And there's only really a handful of teams that have it. I mean, the Raiders definitely have a good offensive line. Cowboys got a good offensive line. The Eagles look like they got a pretty damn good offensive line. There's All right, well, speaking of offensive lines and the quarterbacks, you were talking about how you thought Derek Carr looked bad the other day. I was, but I was just, throwing just up line he's good. I don't, I don't want anyone to touch him. I was just trying to make sure that... <laughs> I, I figured that's what that was. <laughs> I'm sure the veggie butcher uh, really appreciated it. I'm like, hey, no one wants to touch Derek Carr. He looks horrible. I, just, I know your ways. I know your ways. <laughs> You're not fooling hey, anyone. I'm going to keep Amari Cooper. i got to have Derek Carr. So. Yeah, well, that's what I figured. And then you're like, Derek Carr looks like crap. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he did, but that's not going to stop you, not with a preseason game. No way. You know who looks like crap is Jared Goff. That guy doesn't look good at all. Washington didn't look good a lot yesterday either, though. No, they were awful. That line was were terrible. They were terrible. And that, the problem goes back to offensive line. Well, Kirk Cousins was picking himself know. up after every play. It's crazy. He lost like 15 pounds. You can look, see him. If that offense line no better than they were yesterday, he's going to be on his back a lot. He's another guy that won't play that game. No way. And that's kind of too bad because I sort of like that Rob Kelly guy as sort of a late round possible pickup. But if that line's going to be that bad, I just don't know. You know? They were awful. And prior. Terrell Pryor's going way high on a lot of people's boards, and you're infatuated with the size of the guy and the speed of the guy. But, man, I don't see him just all of a sudden catching 90 balls, 1,500 yards, you know, being number one numbers. I don't just see it just all of a sudden happen. Well, I mean, it's going to be hard for Cousins to stay upright long enough to complete a long pass. Way look to me. That's the biggest thing I, I've noticed in watching three season games is there is a few teams that look like they're in midseason form and they all have good offensive line. And I mean the Patriots have a decent one. They're not great, but they're decent. I mean yeah. I still think that's one of your flaws as far as your team. I think that Yeah, no, I mean I, I wouldn't disagree with that. The difference is that Brady can get the ball out there a lot quicker they, they, than they, run, they run the type of route that they do think quick enough to make you not just come all out at them, you know. Right. But uh, they look like they they look in midseason form as far as execution and just the Cowboys first string does their defense. Cowboys deep, both Cowboys and the Patriots defense look way uh, way vulnerable. I, and well, the Patriots' the, defense always starts the year kind of weak, and they get stronger and stronger as the year goes on. I mean, I've come to to understand that as just sort of a, a Belichick formula. I mean, he he doesn't pay a lot of the time to keep the the best players, and he he's all about coaching up the defense. And every year, you know, they start out and they look real shaky, and by the end of the year, they're one still they're one of the best you know units. Not what's defense, the and he's good, what's the point? They're one of the best that? in the league. What's the point spread in that game next week? You know, Kansas City. Yeah, the first, the first one. I haven't looked at it in a while, but it was, I think it was seven and a half for for a while. I'll take, those, I'll take those points. Yeah. I can't see. Speaking of Kansas City, how about the uh, Spencer Ware injury? Hey. How do you think that changes that backfield? Once the man, I guess, huh? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't see yeah. what Andy said, said yesterday. <laughs> don't worry, that wasn't any secret you were keeping. I know, I, you saw my note on my, on my computer. <laughs> well, and I knew exactly what it was because I was doing the same thing in my house. So. <laughs> uh, I think there's your rookie here right there. 
He, he could be. He could be. He looks good. And that, and that's a run. That's a running offense too. So. That's why that guy's that guy's value went through the roof as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. If well, I had, if I had a lot a, of people saying that first three rounds, that would be one of the guys. I just it's a gimme. I mean, they, they all camp. They've been saying how Brady is. They wanted to give him the job anyways, but they couldn't. And then when Blair went down, that's a three down back, man. I know. I know. Of them it's a rare the, animal in the football oh, world. That is the diamond. The three down back. That's the thing you get. You got to have one to be a contender. You got to. All right, well, sticking in that, that division, what about the Broncos and C.J. Anderson? And uh, and they got Jamal Charles sort of lurking there and behind them. Where do you feel that? I mean, I'm thinking C.J. Anderson could have a pretty good year, but, you know, he's always sort of got something. I think he's a good value. I think he's a good value, man. I mean, he's going in most drafts like a fifth, sixth round, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, what about Jamal Charles? I mean, I haven't even really – Looked much so, at him, but does he look healthy? In a PPR league, if he's getting third down and he's catching the ball three, four times, 40 yards, and a touchdown, I mean, he runs it a few times. I mean, it's like Danny Woodhead type stuff. You know, and I know you. Yards. You and the veggie I mean, butchers Paul are watching Charles, those games. I mean, he looks good. He looks good, but you know, I have a. I'm. I don't want to give anything away, but you know, the thing is, is those old legs out there getting a bunch of old legs. I want to go with one set of them, but to like load your backfield up with Marco Murray. Marshawn Lynch, you know, guys like that. Uh, one guy so maybe. How, Lynch is going to get hurt. There are plenty of young guys out there that, you know, especially in the keeper league, if you're in keeper leagues, why wouldn't you draft someone you think is going to be a stud three years from now, you know? Sure. It's the old I mean, Derrick Henry in Tennessee scenario. That's the whole point right there. I mean, Derrick Henry, the thing is, is there's another, that's another situation to where a couple years ago when the Cowboys did sign to Marco Murray, the reason they didn't sign him is what? He was hurt all the time, right? That was their excuse. I guess. I, excuse uh, that, he wasn't on the field. That was kind of crazy to me. Right? Yeah. So, he goes to Philadelphia, he doesn't fit in, he was hurt part of the time. Last year he was healthy the whole year except at the end where he had a foot thing. <laughs> well, and he sort of defied expectations there because everybody figured with the oh. workload he got in Dallas that he Holy. that he, he was done after that. Holy. I mean, I think that Marco Murray is one hit away from uh, the fact that Derek Henry is never going to step off the field for the next seven, eight years. I mean, that's the reason that I'm tempted to keep him in that one league is because I, you talk about a bell cow, man. You talk about a guy that's going to put three down. Man. And it's just a bell cow, bro. So do you, so do you think you reach for a handcuff like that? Do you, If you've got DeMarco Murray, do you – I don't even know what Derek Henry's ADP is right now, but – He's if you've going, got DeMarco Murray, like do you the, jump him up a seventh, couple rounds? He's going in like the seventh, eighth, ninth round. But because everyone knows I like him, they'll, they'll make me have to jump for it. Because they'll, 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 they'll grab him. <laughs> I won't make you jump, Monty. This is what keeps him awake at night, and it has for the last two months. He's won the draft scenarios in his head. <laughs> I have to think the scenario through, man. <laughs> I have to think it through, like, you know, the Gronkowski factor is huge in this year situation. But I know Sagoon won't let him go because he's just, you know, he's a meathead, so he'll keep him. Dude, dry yeah. Gronk. And I mean, I've, it could, 
it could be something special this year. I've been riding or dying with him, and he's let you know he's been he hasn't done crap the last two years, but I've kept him. Who knows? Well, you know, I had Jimmy Graham for a couple of years, you know, back when he was in New Orleans, and I would live and die with him every week. I mean, if he had a big game, you know, I was going to win, but then he would just disappear for a couple of games. And that's the whole thing with the, the tight end. It's just so risky sometimes. Well, but tight ends can carry in the PSL. Is PSL is a different, different, different beast than the like the other league we play. I mean, right. PSL is all dependent on touchdown. Julie yeah, it's, it's touchdown dependent, and there's no flex either. So you know, no. it's like someone like Julian Edelman. It's a hard guy to play. You have to play him on matchups. You can't play him every week like you do in the PPR. PPR no, no, is a godsend, you know. But he's nowhere yeah. near the same in the in in the PSL. And that's the thing in the PSL. If you got a tight end that can score points, that puts you over that hundred mark every week. If you're over the hundred mark every week, you win. That's just well. I had a couple of losses last year when I had a hundred plus points. I had a couple of hard hard luck losses at the beginning. I don't know. Generally, on the tight end for me, I just kind of wait on them and and hope that someone sort of becomes dependable. Guy, like last year, I ended up going with Kyle Rudolph, and Kyle Rudolph was a you know he wasn't lighting the world on fire or anything, but you know he's getting seven seventy yards you know most weeks, and if you got a touchdown, then you know you're set. That's all you need. And, and I didn't even draft him. You know he's just a I just sort of revolve my tight ends until someone works out, you know? That sounds kind of weird. PPR. <laughs> hmm? I said he was big in PPR, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have him That's in, in a lot PPR. More you know who I had in the PPR that was good last year was that Cameron Brake from Tampa Bay. You know, again, another guy that just kind of, came on the scene, but Winston started, you know, trusting him in the red zone, and, and he was big for me in a lot of the games in the second half of the season last year. I was out of it by then, but he was big. So judging by... Yeah. What's that? Go ahead. Uh, uh, so I I'm, one I'm, of the guys that I would say is the breakout quarterback is Winston. Yeah, yeah he could I, be. He'll be top ten numbers. So I think the only that, thing holding him back is, is he's not as accurate as he probably could be, you know, as far as hitting guys. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, Evans has all these drops and people point to that as a statistic, but you got to wonder how many of those balls are, you know, hard on target that he's trying to catch a lot of the time. I don't know. They've got a good, they've got a good core there now with Deshaun Jackson and, and they've got that, uh, Rookie tight end O.J. Howard, who's everyone seems to be excited about, and there's someone else there too. Is is Vincent Jackson still there? Oh, he's long gone. No. Okay, never know that guy. <laughs> he's a monkey from way back. <laughs> I, I had him one year too. He sucked. But, you know, he'll have like a 19 point game every once in a while and then he disappears. He's so good with the Chargers, man. He'd have such big games. He was good the first couple of years he was in Tampa. He's a good player. Yeah. He's a decent number two, I guess. I heard something about Torrey Smith having a big game the other day. He's kind of one of those under the radar guys, I guess. There's another breakout quarterback. I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't for the fact that he's Philadelphia Eagle, he'd be my quarterback. <laughs> Which means you ain't want no, no part of him. Ain't no way I'm rooting for fucking Philadelphia Eagle every week. Ain't no way, man. It ain't happening. Sorry, sons. I ain't going to root for them. I can't. The Sorry for that edit there, uh, Sausage Man. No, good. No problem, <laughs> dude. Um, I, I, you were I, all I, over I, the Eagles a couple of years ago. I, 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 I had to go bizarro. I had to do something. <laughs> bizarro. How'd that work out for you? I quit. I know, I know. 
Isaiah Crowell. Jordan Howard, though, I'll tell you right now, the Bears aren't. The Bears going to be. They're not going to win ten games, but I can see them winning six or seven. Hmm. They're better. No, they're definitely not going to win ten games. Definitely not going to win ten. They might lose ten games or more. They're better as people think. Vikings aren't as good as everyone thinks they are. Well, they just lost. Another receiver. I mean, Cam Meredith's out for the season. Who are they going to throw to? No, that was for Chicago, yeah. Well, that's what Chicago I'm talking lost. about. Yeah, they, yeah, he lost. They lost. They were talking about, uh, I just heard on the radio, they're talking to the Dolphins about Landry. Huh. Well, yeah, the Dolphins don't want to re-sign him, so. Well, they got to get somebody. I mean, Kevin White isn't good enough to be your number one. No, receiver. not yet. And, he's and right now he's he's their number one, two, and three right now. I mean, they, they've got nobody there now. I mean, that offense is going to be putrid. Chicago? Yeah. Their offensive line can push, though, man. Oh, man, All I don't know. Why don't well, you draft Glennon and see how that works out for carry. you? I like him a lot. That's the guy I like. That's the only, the only, probably the only guy I would choose from a team that's going to be like below 500. That's why I don't like Crowell. I just, everyone knows that if they got a rookie start and if they're passing the ball, they're going to put as many men in the box as they can and make the rookie beat them. I can't believe Osweiler just disappeared after two weeks. I don't understand. $16 million and they can't even. Uh, he didn't even play. Well, they were trying to trade him. They're trying to trade him, and no one wants him because of the contract. Well, yeah. Well, what? Why do you want him? I mean, you, he's overpaid and he sucks. I mean, that's as bad as it gets. I don't know what Houston was thinking in the first place. So, I don't know what Cleveland was thinking. Be honest. Well, it helps when it, it helps when you're throwing to Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas in Denver, and they had a good, really, really good defense. And he didn't have right. To, I mean, right. he, didn't he didn't have, have to, to do anything there. No, I mean, you you saw how what they, I mean, dude, they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning not being able to throw it over 15 yards. Yeah, that was that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, well, and Osweiler really didn't do that much when he was there. I mean, how many games did he me start? To another guy that I think will have a decent year and is a good value at quarterback, and you can play him as, like, if you want to do a quarterback turn style of just guys that are valued, Simeon will have big games. He'll, throw, he'll have a bet, much better year than he had last year. Well, he can run a little bit, too, can he? Yeah. I think Simeon will uh, 
there's a guy that, you know, you can get as a free agent and just play as a, you know, matchup. There's a lot of guys. I can't believe a couple of the, the mock drafts I did, Philip Rivers went undrafted. Well, and that that was my that goes to my point about waiting on quarterback is that I think you can get a couple of pretty good ones in late rounds and sort of mix and match a little bit. And maybe, you know, as the season goes on, one of them becomes sort of that, you know, one of those breakout guys like Carson Palmer I had that year, you know, just I, I think that he was the first waiver wire pickup and I took him to the playoffs. I mean, you just never, there's always a couple of guys that just come out of nowhere and, and give you big seasons. So they're always there. There's have a big season. Stafford's in a contract year. He, they, they, you know, they stalled on their, their negotiation. I can just see Stafford throwing for, you know, 33, 34 touchdowns. I mean, uh, they still can't figure out how to run the ball there in, in Detroit. No, I mean, they have no clue on how to run the ball. I, I don't get why, you know, everybody loves Amir Abdullah. I mean, sure, maybe he's talented and all that, but, I mean, what evidence do you have that that team runs the ball at all? Kind of a shrimp. Yeah, yeah, he's small. And, I mean, they're – the last few years, Theo Riddick has probably been their biggest threat out of the backfield, and he's more of a receiver, if anything. All right, guys, yeah, let's uh, let's turn this towards the home stretch here, and let's make some uh, bold predictions on our way out the door. Bold predictions. And just to remind All everybody right, that uh, the captain wants. Uh, accurately predicted that Kelly Holcomb would break his leg in week four of the NFL season. the exact week, right? Yep. He predicted Kelly Holcomb, the, the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, would break his leg in Always week four. Always wishing the harm on people. <laughs> so bold prediction is besides the 50 touchdowns for Rodgers, so bold prediction I Green Bay will play the the Oakland Raiders in the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I Green Bay will beat them. Wow. So that's not bad. So you're saying that Green Bay beats Dallas in the NFC Championship game? I think that Dallas will have to go to Green Bay because Dallas will be a wild card, and I think it'll be cold as shit. And I think Green Bay will win a close game, low scoring, and Dallas will that will be the the moment that they. Take the next step to the future, and then go on and win two or three. Bold. I'll take the Giants to go to the That's Super Bowl and the Pats to finally exercise the demon of Eli Manning there. Giants go to the Super Bowl. An East Coast Super Bowl from the Devil Toad. My bold prediction. What about you, Sagan? Uh, my bold prediction is that the Captain Monkey is going to do a blockbuster trade that involves getting stealing Marcus Mariota from Hex, and then somehow <laughs> finagling a, his draft pick too. And then with his first draft pick, he's going to take somebody he hasn't mentioned. Christian freaking McCaffrey is going to be the Monkey's boy this year. He's going to ride the rookie. And steal Marcus Mariota from Hex, and it's going to be all Hex's fault. And somehow he's going to convince Hex that it was well, a good McCaffrey deal. Well, McCaffrey didn't come up, so you know the monkey was hiding. It yep. Neither did Mariota. That was the two secrets. <laughs> he was. Well, Hex isn't keeping Mariota, as far as I know. Oh, really? He'll oh. probably be available. Okay, not for long. Guarantee it. That's the one. <laughs> Monkey keeps his eye on one quarterback that he knows is going to have his first breakout year in the NFL, and it was Winston last Nashville year. Nashville Monkey. And he's a keeper for the next how many years? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. We're always under threat of a reboot, so who knows how long we'll be able to keep anybody. Uh, we've already solidified next year. And that's that's enough, and I'll, I'll work it. It will be solidified next year too. Right. Fuji ain't going anywhere, dude. Fuji, 
We're getting ready to build the, the, the triplets here. I'm going to have this monkey triplet. Nice. Okay, well, let's let's wrap it up on that glorious note. Um, yeah, and dude, let's I think do. I'm about out of gas. There. Let's say okay. Favorite team's record. My favorite team is the Cleveland Browns, and they're going to go 11 and five and shock the world this year. 11. Wow. Where was that for the bold prediction? John <laughs> Kaiser should be the rookie of the year. Bernie dude. Kaiser, you know, dude. You list- you list wins at before losses, right? <laughs> wins before losses. What's yours? What are the Cowboys going, Monkey? Ten and six. Ten and six, sneaking in with the wild card. Toad, what are Ten the what six are the, will the, be the the last wild card? They'll have to go on the road to win all the games. They'll get the NFC Championship and lose on the Frozen Tundra at Green Bay. Sounds good, Toad. What are the Pats going to do defending? Thirteen and three. Steam and rolling. Steam rolling. Steam rolling. Okay. No rest for the weary. No days off. No days off. <laughs> what if? What? Did you you gonna be watching the game where? Uh, you know, on my couch for three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You'll be thanks. Be watching on the monkey's couch because the monkey's couch is the lucky couch. I know what's on the monkey's TV. I don't need to be there for that. Top rank boxing. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.